The British Broadcasting Corporation, in association with the Five Star Theater, proudly presents the Marx Brothers in Flywheel, Shyster, and Flywheel. <laughs> Pasadena Station. Smell those orange blossoms. Hey, I thought we was going to Hollywood. This is Hollywood, Ravelli, where money talks, and lawyers and their assistants take the streetcar downtown. Ravelli, look at all those reporters. They must have heard I was coming. Friends, thank you for this marvel... Ravelli, they're going straight past me. Hey, wait, I haven't given you a quote. Hey, boss, it's not for you. Look, they take pictures of that new movie star, Thelma Winnesom. She just have been signed for a big new movie... Boy, she's a some peach. Come, Ravelli. We have a meeting to attend. Hello, Hollywood Film Company Information Desk. How can I help you? No, you can't see Tyrone Prince unless you have an appointment. Visitors are not allowed. That's a strict rule. Goodbye. All right, I'm coming. Say, what are you two trying to do, break the door down? Not if we can get it in the other way. <laughs> See here, young lady, do you know who I am? Hey, boss, you don't have to ask her. I can tell who you are. You're Flywheel. <laughs> oh, Mr. Flywheel. But Mr. Prince was expecting you here yesterday. I know, but this numbskull, Ravelli, made me miss the earlier train. Hey, what's the matter? We only missed it by a minute. If it wasn't for me taking care of the baggage, we'd have missed the train by an hour. Fifty-four pieces of baggage. Fifty-four pieces? Sure. Two socks and a deck of cards. Listen, you two can't argue here. Hey, that's the way you're wrong, lady. Me and the boss can argue anywhere. But this is the information desk. Good. Then maybe you can give me some information. <laughs> Tell me, uh... Tell me, do, do girls think less of boys who let themselves be kissed? I mean, don't you think that although girls go out with boys like me, they always marry the other kind? I'm here to answer sensible questions. Okay, I ask you one. What's the difference between an Indian elephant and an African elephant? I'm sure I don't know. Uh, what kind of information desk is this? <laughs> Ravelli, when I said you had the brain of a mosquito, I was wrong. You have no brain at all. If you want to see Mr. Prince, go back out through the door you came in, left down the corridor, and that's his room with the star on the door. Thank you, information. 
Come on, stupid, this way. You call me stupid, but sticks and stones can break my bones, but names don't never hurt me. Remind me later on, I'll get a stick. <laughs> ah, this must be Prince's door here. Uh, come in. Ah, Mr. Flywheel, at last you're here. Welcome to sunny California. Did you ever see a spring as warm as this? Sure, last summer. See here, Prince, we didn't travel 3,000 miles to talk about the weather. Let's get down to business. How about introducing us to a couple of Hollywood blondes? Oh, please, Mr. Flywheel, that isn't important. Oh, it isn't, eh? Romance isn't important. What about Romeo and Juliet? What about Dante and Beatrice? What about Amos and Andy? <laughs> and you, the great lover of the screen. Do you know what your public expects of you, Prince? Why, what do they expect? Oh, no, I asked you first. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Flywheel, I've been in motion pictures for ten years. Ten years of struggle, ten years of battling, ten years of heartache. That makes 30 years in all. <laughs> you must have started when you were a baby. Hey, you ain't the baby Peggy, are you? Mr. Flywheel, I cannot give my public the best that is in me with the conditions as they are in this studio. They give me bad stories, unsuitable roles, incompetent directors. And now they want me, me, the screen's greatest lover to play the part of a gangster. And as if that wasn't bad enough, I'm to star opposite some beginner called Thelma Winsome. And I refuse to do it. I must think of my position in the cinema. Oh, don't worry. We get you another position in the cinema. We get you a job selling popcorn. <laughs> Not only are my pictures mismanaged, but I work for months and months without being paid. You work for months and months without getting paid? I'll attend to that. Ravelli get months and months on the phone. <laughs> I only oh. say them. I don't write them, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm not so worried about the money. My main reason for bringing you out here is to look over my contract and see if I can force my producer, Von Blitzen, to let me pick my own stories and at least audition my own leading ladies. There shouldn't be any problem getting Von Blitzen to agree to let you pick your own stories, but only on one condition. Oh, what's that? I get to audition your leading ladies. <laughs> Cigar, Mr. Flywheel? Thank you, Von Blitzen. Mr. Ravelli? I run a smoke. I take a two. <laughs> Thank you for coming to see me in my office, gentlemen. I understand you want to talk about Tyrone Prince's contract. But first, let me tell you that his friends have been giving him a lot of bad advice. Well, from now on, things is going to be different. He'll get his bad advice from us. <laughs> gentlemen, I'll come straight to the point. Between you and me, Tyrone is through as a great lover. Hold on, Von Blitzen. There are some things that gentlemen don't gossip about. Well, go right ahead. I'm listening. <laughs> you know, Prince isn't the star he used to be. No? What star did he used to be? Tony the Wonder Horse? <laughs> gentlemen, we must consider the public. Do you know what people want to see when they go to the movie theaters? Yeah, movies. Well, yeah... Yeah. Oh, don't be a yaw man, Von Blitzen. How about a couple of gangster pictures? Ach, Mr. Flywheel, that is just it. I want to make a gangster picture with my new star, Selma Winsome. <laughs> but Tyrone Prince refuses to play the part of a gangster. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to see you about. It seems to me, Von Blitzen, and I'm talking now as Prince's attorney, if my client doesn't want to play a gangster role, 
You want to throw him out of the studio? That conceited ham. Doesn't he think I get tired seeing him in those silly love stories? Sure, me too. I saw him in The Virtuous Horse. <laughs> Ravelli, don't you mean The Virtuous Hussy? Sure, horsey. <laughs> but they didn't have one horse in the whole picture. <laughs> Such nonsense. I am telling you, if Tyrone Prince is to remain in my company, he has got to play the gangster's part. Not a Don Juan. Well, he don't want to play the gangster's part. <laughs> don't you love Spanish jokes? I love them, too. <laughs> and why should he? Let the gangster play his own part. A gangster to play the part? <laughs> I get it. A real gangster to play the part. And I've got just a gangster for you. I defended him on a highway robbery charge just a few days ago. Good. Where can I reach him? In the penitentiary. <sighs> Fine. We must get a gangster right away. Hey, maybe you could give my brother that job. They put him in jail because a friend loaned him some money. They jailed him because a friend loaned him money? Well, before this friend would lend him the money, my brother had to hit him with a blackjack. <laughs> nine, nine, nine. We must get a well-known gangster for the role. Mr. Flywheel, I will leave it in your hands. <laughs> what publicity we will get. Out of my way. I want to see Von Blitzen. No, you can't go in there, Mr. Prince. Never mind. Let him in. Come, Prince. We were just talking about you. Well, Mr. Flywheel, did you make Von Blitzen see things my way? I should say I did. Then I won't have to play in the gangster picture. Not you, no. Oh, that's great. What part will I be playing? Von Blitzen and I didn't discuss that. We had a long talk and came to only one decision. Oh, what was that? You're fired. <laughs> Hollywood Film Company. Yes, this is Mr. Flywheel's office. Yes, Mr. Flywheel and Mr. Ravelli have been placed in complete charge of Mr. Von Blitzen's new epic, Blood and Bullets. No, a leading man hasn't been cast yet, but Mr. Flywheel will be seeing some gangsters later today. No, he's down on the studio floor at the moment, overseeing the building of the set. <laughs> That's quite all right, Miss Parsons. Goodbye. Well, what do you think, Ravelli? We're in the movie business. Sure, we make it the gangster pitch, just like a Jimmy Cagney. Oh, come, Ravelli, we can do better than that. Don't forget, we'll have a real gangster in ours. Okay, boys, take five. <laughs> Mr. Flywheel, Mr. Ravelli, I would like you to meet Miss Selma Winsome. She'll be taking the part of the Sunday school teacher who attempts to show the gangster the error of his ways. Ah, delighted, Miss Winsome. Yeah, likewise, I'm sure. Hey, well, boss. win some, lose some. Hey, boss, she's a no peach. I think she's a sour grape. Uh, tell me, Miss Winsome, aren't you just a little afraid of being typecast? Nah. Well, why not? She got a point there, boss. Von Blitzen, did you ever consider casting Miss Winsome and Ravelli together, making it a silent movie? <laughs> I'm not sure I have a movie at all at the moment. The author of Blood und Bullets telephoned me to say you had sent his script back. And I made it very clear to you that I wanted to buy that story. Von Blitzen, I'll have you know that author wanted 15000 for that script. But it was worth it, every cent. Just a minute, Blitz. 
Why do we have to use his script for $15,000? I had a sonographer make me an exact copy for only $4. Oh, I, I have never... Yes, and that's the thanks I get for saving you $15,000. <laughs> we have got to get a story for a gangster picture. Hey, I got a swell story. Listen, there's a little girl. Her name is Opium. She look just like a Miss Winsome here. Gee, thanks. Only she don't speak so nice. I see it now, Rubelli. She has the voice of an angel and is beautiful beyond belief. And that's me, huh? Well, I said it was beyond belief. She's about to marry a rich broker, but she breaks her engagement with him because in the first place he hasn't any money and he talks too much. And in the second place, he doesn't want to marry her because he's already married and very happily too. But there is the drama. There is the pathos. I was getting to that. She marries a poor blind musician. Are you following me, Von Blitzen? Yeah. Well, stop following me or I'll have you arrested. <laughs> well, after marrying the blind musician, Opium works her fingers to the bone to save up enough money to have his eyesight restored. And finally, get this, VB. This will tear your heart out. It might even remove your appendix, but that will cost $100 extra. <laughs> well, in our big scene, the boy recovers his eyesight, and when he takes one look at his wife, he commits suicide. <laughs> Wash, the rest of the story, it come to me like a flash. The wife, she feels very bad. She goes into mourning. She sits in the house all day long playing the piano. In mourning, and she plays the piano? Well, she only plays on the dark keys. <laughs> this story seems familiar. I'm sure it's something like the story of fools in love. Something like it? You craze. It's exactly like it. <laughs> Flywheel and me, we see it yesterday. It's a great pitch. We're going to see it again. Again? Sure. We fell asleep during the second half. How was the first half? We don't know. We came in during the middle. Oh, oh. This situation is serious. Here we are, ready for the production, and we have no story. No story? Bob Blitzen, you don't have a leading man. Old lady, come to that. Hey, Bob, I'm the leading lady in this picture. You see what I mean, VB? You put her in a gangster movie as a Sunday school teacher, and the only thing that's going to get murdered is the script. Hey, what do you mean, murdered? I can be in any movie I want to be. I'm glad there's no glass in my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Uh, can you sing? No. Can you dance? No. Do you speak the king's English? The who's English? <laughs> hmm. I'm beginning to see what you mean, Flywheel. <clears throat> What do you suggest we do about it? My card. Waldorf T. Flywheel. Voice coach and dance instructor? Lights. Camera. Music. I hate to see a fellow use a bad vibe Or make an adjective out of an ad vibe But purists will forgive me generously If I abuse and use a word like thusly Hold me thusly Without regard to syntax, dear We have naught to fear For we're in love 
Miss me muchly My promise dear Right here I give Splitting an infinitive I won't get you in Dutchly Be yourselfly You'll find that I won't mind If you whisper solecisms in my ear So please do tell me If you'd object to physically Hold me thusly My dear You know, a cute little kid called Carmen Miranda was supposed to be in this number. But when she opened the costume trunk, guess what she found? Fruit fly. Hold me thusly. Whatever you would say to me need not be grammatically correct. Grammatic fashion must defer to love. And bow to passion Hold me thusly, my dear You like to rumba? Yeah Any rumba? Sure Well, pick a rumba from one to ten Red I rest my case Send them up. Those gangsters you wanted to see for a part in the picture are on their way up, Mr. Flywheel. You looking for some gangsters? All right, gorilla. Sit down. What's your name? My name is Cutthroat Evans. That's a very pretty name. Come on, Cutthroat. Let's see how tough you are. You can handle an unarmed door, all right. Let's see you take a sock at Ravelli. Oh, let me at him. I'll knock him through that window pane. Hey, wait a minute. You break that window and Von Blitzen will get mad. Ravelli's right, Cutthroat. I'll open the window. Ah, Cutthroat Stalin. Do I get that acting job or not? Well, first, we've got to see if you can act. I'll try you on a couple of lines. Read this, Cutthroat. Top of the page. Uh, sweet, sweet. My heart cries out for your bitter, sweet love. Wait a minute. That isn't the way a gangster talks. I don't think he's the type. Ravelli, throw him out. Okay, boss. Get out, you bum. Ah, you couldn't if you tried, but I'm going anyway. Jeez, what an outfit. <laughs> Thank you. You made his mother very happy. Next. That's me. I'll take the job. What's your name, tough guy? My name is Joe Martin. But they call me the killer. Ah, fine. Sit down, killer. I'm sorry, killer. You're not the type. You look too old with your mustache. Don't worry, boss. I got a razor. I fix it that. Come on, killer. I shave it off. Hey, get off of don't me. Don't move. Don't move. I get him off. Just the littlest snoop. Die! Hey, killer. Have you been eating ketchup? No, I ain't. Then I must have cut you. There you are. No mustache. You look 15 years younger. Well, let me take a look at him. No, killer, you still won't do for the part. Now you look too young. Throw him out, Ravelli. Okay, boss. Come on, dope. Take it easy, you guys. I came here to get a job as an actor. You could have fooled me. <laughs> And if I don't... 
don't get it. There's only one guy walking out of this room alive, and that guy's me. Well, in that case, Ravelli, give him back his mustache. He's hired. That gangster will be the ruin of my studio. I would drop the whole production if we had not shot 30,000 feet of film. The director tries to tell the murderer what to do, and, and he smashes the camera over the director's head. I try to interfere, and now he says he will kill me. What shall I do? If I were you, Blitzen, I'd take out some life insurance. <laughs> you don't seem to understand. He said that if I go out on the set, he'll put a bullet through me. He did, eh? Well, he can't scare me. You go right out on that set. If he kills you, I'll have him thrown off the film. <laughs> now run along. I want to see if my picture's in any of the movie magazines. Why aren't you out on location? I pay you $5,000 a day for the right to use that big jewelry store just so we can get some realism for our hold-up scene. Now why aren't you out there supervising? I'm waiting for Ravelli. He went out to borrow a broom. Hello, boss. How do you feel, Blitz? Where's the broom? Didn't they lend it to you? Sure. The lady next door, she lent me one, but she say I have to use it right there. So I stay there and sweep up her floor. Oh, that's a fine thing for a movie executive, sweeping a floor. Yeah, I like it fine. I always sweep up for my wife. I treat her like an angel. Like an angel? You haven't bought her any clothes in five years. So angels don't wear clothes. Anyway, last week I buy her a new dress, but it don't fit. Well, what are you going to do about it? I think I get a different wife. <laughs> Mr. Ravelli, since you are here, I have something to say to you. Please tell me why you hired 28 girls for the part of the cabaret dancer when I told you I wanted just one girl. Nice, sweet, demure. Well, demure, the merrier. <laughs> ah, so some joke, eh, Blitz? My name is not Blitz. It's Van Blitzen. Well, I was in a hurry. <laughs> Why do you gentlemen stand there idling? I have a mob of 500 people waiting at the jewelry store for our big hold-up scene. Well, why didn't you say so before, VB? Come on, Ravelli, there's work to be done. Work? Then I stay here. You're coming with me. And remember, all I'm asking from you is a little common sense. Well, you could do some, boss. Here we are, Ravelli. Hey, hey, you two, you can't go through there. This block is roped off for the Hollywood Film Company. Hey, hey, officer, this is Mr. Flywheel. You better let him through. Oh, Mr. Flywheel, it's a good thing you got here. Your director just quit. Killer Martin just broke another camera over his head. Oh, he did, did he? Where's Martin? Martin, Martin! Yeah, what do you want? Killer, we stood for about enough of your horseplay around here. From now on, I'm directing this picture. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now, remember, I'm not afraid of you. It'll take three guys like you to lick me. Three guys, huh? Well, in a pinch, I guess you could do it alone. But it would be much easier if you had three. Take this flywheel and get this straight. Nobody tells Killer Martin what to do. One peep out of you, and I'll break every bone in your body and throw you right down that sewer. Now, have you got anything to say? No, I think you covered about everything. <laughs> now, let's get on. Yeah, and another thing, Flywheel. That's a fine thing you put in this picture. She won't even let me kiss her. Well, you can hardly blame her. Did you ever get a look at that kisser of yours? Ravelli, you work the camera. I'm going to rehearse the love scene with Miss Winsome. Hey, what do you mean you gonna rehearse it? Ain't I gonna play it in the picture? That's the whole point. You get your chance later. Why can't I have a little fun now? Oh, uh, Miss Winsome. You! 
what do you want now for us? Just to get you in a romantic mood, how about you making a little fuss over me? Sort of a rehearsal. Listen, I'm going to tell you what I told Killer. There ain't no love scene in this movie, and if there was, I wouldn't play it with either of yous. Capiche? Well, we don't have to put the scene in the picture. We could just rehearse it. But if you're going to be snooty about it, I can get along without you. I've got a wife almost as nice as you. Hey, Wash, we better get another camera. Why? The killer wants to hit you with this one. He does? Yeah, but I talk him out of it. I tell him to use a club instead. Ravelli, get the camera ready. If we do nothing else today, we've got to shoot this scene. Okay, Wash. All right, Miss Winsome, you stand right by the window here. Killer, you run into the store, grab the jewelry, smash the glass door, and dash out. When Miss Winsome sees you... She screams, and you start to strangle her. Then you get away. Quiet on the set. Lights, camera, action. Help! He's strangling me! Help! Help! Okay, lady, I help you. I got him, Wash. I got him. Ravelli, what's the idea of smashing the camera over Martin's head? You spoiled the whole scene. Well, it shows him right, the liar. He hits a weak lady after he promises to hit you. <laughs> Ravelli, this studio isn't big enough for the both of us. That's all right, Wash. We can make the studio bigger. Come on, everybody. We've got to take the scene again. Property man, put the jewelry back and handle it carefully. It's real jewelry and it costs a lot of dough. And you, Ravelli, no matter what happens... You stick with the camera, understand? Leave it to me, boss. Quiet on the set. Lights, camera, action. Hey, Martin, where are you going? You forgot to strangle the dame. That was my favorite part. <laughs> Killer, where are you running to? Come back with that jewelry. Stop him, Ravelli. Stop him. <laughs> this time I know get fooled, Wash. I stick to the camera. <laughs> no, stop him, Ravelli. He's getting into a car. Oh, boy. This is going to be some picture. You idiot. Martin just got away with $30,000 worth of the jewelry store's diamonds. That wasn't part of the picture. That wasn't part of the picture. How's you fine, then? Everything's all right. There's nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about? How can you say that? Because there's no film in the camera. Law offices of Flywheel, Shystorm Flywheel, Miss Stanball speaking. Yes, he's been back quite a while now. Would you like to speak to him? Oh, you're from the Hollywood Reporter and you just wanted to check a bag. Uh-huh. Yes, that's right. The film was the most expensive flop ever. That's all right. Goodbye. Good afternoon. Is there a Mr. Fl Von Blitzen, what are you doing here? I'm in New York for the premiere of Blood und Bullets. It's wunderbar. They've changed the title to Public Enemy, put James Cagney in it, and it's going to be a big hit. I know it is. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about, Mr. Flywheel. You must come to Hollywood and work for me again. Oh, no, we finished in the picture business. Now, just a minute, Ravelli. Come back and work for you, Von Blitzen. After all that happened... Oh, 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 forgotten about. I want to put you in charge of my script unit. I'll make millions. You will, eh? Of course. 
because I know that anything you turn down is bound to be a surefire smash. been listening to Flywheel, Shyster and Flywheel, starring Michael Roberts as Groucho Marx as Waldorf T. Flywheel and Frank Lazarus as Chico Marx as Emmanuel Ravelli. Also starring Laurelai King, Graham Hoadley and Vincent Marzello. The music was arranged and conducted by David Furman. The script was written by Nat Perrin and Arthur Sheikman and was adapted by Mark Brissenden. The producer was Dirk Maggs.